The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline, pylon, touchdown, and the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, and we are back with another Punt and Pass pandemic podcast. You know it by now. It's the Quarantine Chronicles. And yes, we're wrapping up the third week of the Quarantine Chronicles. That may be depressing for some. Yes, we've all been pent up in our house without any sports to consume, but I'm trying to make the best of it right here for you on Punt and Pass, and today we're doing it. We have a special guest. We're bringing out the big dogs, literally and figuratively, because Maria Taylor joins us. That's right. ESPN's most versatile commentator and a damn good dog graduate of the University of Georgia. Everybody knows who Maria is. Obviously, she's a reporter on ESPN's college game days during the fall. She works on ABC Saturday Night Football as their sideline reporter. And just last year, she was named a host of NBA Countdown. So obviously, she is going to have a lot to talk about with the current coronavirus virus shutdown happening what's going on with the nba will they resume the regular season will they have the nba finals what will that look like she was supposed to work the women's ncaa college basketball tournament that of course got canceled she has a huge schedule usually from march until june she's not working it nobody's doing anything. I thought it would be fantastic to reach out to Maria, see what she's up to. How is she navigating this self-isolation quarantine period? What is she hearing? What is the latest at ESPN? And what's going to happen with all of the sports? How will it look when they resume? Will we have football in the fall? We talk about everything. She is a true professional. I always enjoy talking to Maria. We were in school together at Georgia. And when you hear the questions that I ask her, my Tim Ferriss questions at the end of this interview, I mean, it's like I would have seasoned her with these and given her these questions two months ago and she would have eight weeks to prepare. No, I just threw them on her and she answered them like a complete badass. That's what she is. She is fantastic. This interview is awesome. What a way to wrap up our third week of the Quarantine Chronicles. Be sure to follow Maria Taylor on 
social media at Maria Taylor. Follow us. We're at Punt and Pass, and follow me as well at Drew Butler. If you don't know Maria, well, then either you're not a sports fan or you don't own a television. I'm sure you do if you listen to Punt and Pass. You know Maria. She's a recurring guest. A huge thanks to her for joining me. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome in Maria Taylor this special episode. She's our special guest on the Quarantine Chronicles. Here she is. All right, here we go, welcoming in a very special guest to the Quarantine Chronicles. It's the Punt and Pass Pandemic Podcast. You already know that by now, and she is, I think, the most versatile commentator in all of sports media. She's a damn good dog, a graduate of the University of Georgia. If you don't know her, you live underneath the rock. That, of course, is Maria Taylor, at Maria Taylor on Twitter and Instagram, Maria Thank you so much for joining me on the Quarantine Chronicles. I've said it in podcasts before, and I just told you before we got started here, I I feel really confident reaching out to people because nobody can tell me no. Nobody's doing anything, so thanks for your time. (laughs) Everyone's saying, like, watching paint dry, literally. Um, (laughs) And it's funny because now every time someone reaches out, I'm like, yeah, of course. Drew, what time? Because you literally hit me up yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) We'll do, like, an NBA countdown Zoom meeting or something like that, and then I'm free for the rest of the day, so – Whatever you need. Absolutely. No, I really appreciate it. And this is really the only time I could imagine that you have four weeks or more of not doing anything. You're obviously a reporter for ESPN's College Game Day. You do ABC Saturday Night Football. And last year, you started as the host of NBA Countdown on ESPN. I mean, where are you right now before we get into what your schedule is going to be like? Because obviously, NBA is not happening. Football is not happening. Nothing is happening, but you specifically were going to have a slam-packed spring heading into the summer. Are you in Bristol? Where are you at right now? Are you in Atlanta? What's the deal? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. It's so funny because I the last event that I worked was Lakers Clippers. So we all went out to L.A. to do NBA Countdown from um, Staples Center, and we were there for Lakers Bucks that Friday, and then we did Countdown again Sunday, and it was the Clippers and the Lakers. And when I was coming back, I was supposed to go straight to New York, and then we were going to have another show, you know, the following week. But I get to the counter at Delta, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go home. Like, it just seemed like the coronavirus was picking up. I had a little bit of a cold myself, and I was like, well, maybe if I just stay over in Atlanta, like, I can go to my doctors that are at home and whatever. Yeah. So I flew straight from L.A. to Atlanta, and I literally have not left since, Drew. And for me, you know, I'm used to being on a plane Every week, a couple times a week, maybe three times a week, cross country, back and forth. You're right. This is the first time that I've really just sat down for four weeks straight. And it's not like if there's a vacation that I could go on or something like that. I'm being very still. Um, But it does give you a chance to reconnect with family. So I've been spending a lot of time with my mom, my sister, my niece. I've been taking care of a lot. She's been making a lot of uh, (laughs) guest appearances on my Instagram and my Twitter and my Facebook and all that stuff. So that's been fun. But It is interesting to not have sports. Obviously, it's a difficult time for everyone, and we don't have the release that usually is um, our, our sporting affairs. Yeah, I mean, sports is supposed to be recession-proof, right? I mean, it's everybody's outlet for when the world is upside down, and now the world is upside down, and we don't have anywhere to go. I mean, everybody's on Netflix watching Tiger King, debating over that on on Twitter and Instagram, and now soon enough we'll be looking for the next thing to kind of galvanize us and take our attention away from all the negativity. But it's just – it's really alarming, I think, for a lot of people that you do not have that opportunity after work or whatever to flip 
flip on ESPN or watch golf on the weekends and take your mind off of everything. Um, did you have any inkling? I mean, you just mentioned you kind of were getting the feeling that this was becoming pretty serious. Were the higher-ups at ESPN relaying any information to you all when you were in L.A., or was it just kind of like, hey, everybody's looking around going, this is getting pretty serious yeah. pretty quickly. Let's kind of disperse. Right. We started to feel it like, you know, Jay Williams works with us on NBA Countdown and he actually didn't fly out with us because he had a young daughter at home and he was concerned about just like the spreading of the virus and not wanting to get on a plane and go back and forth. So that was kind of the first time that it was at least hitting home for our group. Um, And then, you know, I don't know if you heard, but Doris Burke actually had contracted coronavirus and she had it probably at the final game that she worked um, in Dallas. And so we were just starting to hear stories and you were just kind of like, everyone was talking about it, but no, none of our bosses were really saying anything about it. And the one thing that they were saying very clearly was if you don't feel comfortable, then you do not have to come in. That was something that they kept telling us, you know, so Jay, well, if you don't feel comfortable making that flight then don't feel like you have to like, don't put yourself in harm's way. Um, and so when everything happened with Rudy Gobert and the world stopped, it was almost a matter. It was, you know, I'm preparing for the women's basketball tournament at that time, because the next thing that was going to happen, we're going to have one more NBA countdown on Sunday. And then it was going to be selection Monday for me. And as soon as that happened with the NBA, it's like, okay, there's no way the tournament's going to happen, you know, like it's just, or it's going to be postponed. And then when the news came out that it was completely canceled, I really couldn't believe it. That's when I think it set in for me that this is going to, the whole world is going to halt, you know, as far as we know it from a sports perspective. Cause I think I thought it would just kind of come in, maybe we would postpone and take a, maybe three weeks at the most off, but it's been so completely different than what I think everyone has expected. And it's almost like, even if there is a return, what does that look like and how irregular will it be moving forward until we feel like we're in a safe enough space where we're comfortable with a hundred thousand fans being in a stadium, you know? Absolutely. And, and it's just, it's, it's wild because we've mentioned that this was supposed to be a gigantic month for the state of Georgia. You're in Atlanta now mm-hmm. you're a Georgia yep. girl. Final Four is supposed to be this weekend, downtown Atlanta. Masters next week in Augusta. Mm -hmm. Braves' new stadium name opening weekend was supposed to be this weekend. It's just wild. Georgia football, Georgia Tech spring football, it's just absolutely insane. But you just said you were going to work the women's NCAA tournament. Again, going back to me Mm -hmm. saying you're ESPN's most versatile commentator. What was your March? No, come on now. (laughs) What was your March to June looking like? Because obviously the NBA finals and the playoffs were coming up you had women's basketball tournament i didn't know if you had college football spring stuff kind of walk us through what this was supposed to look like and now you're stuck at home yeah sure so i always do at least one spring game typically the georgia spring game um so i probably would have worked that i do the women's tournament so literally from selection monday all the way through the final four so we travel to new orleans and we would have had a whole show you know live pre-game post-game all that stuff and been there you know, from Wednesday to the following Monday. And that would have been, we've literally taken NBA break during that time. And the NBA would have come back the Sunday of national championship. And so we were actually bringing NBA countdown. It was going to be like the surprise. And we were going to have, a, you know, the press around it that we were bringing countdown to the women's basketball final four and doing our ABC countdown live from new Orleans and then still having, and then I would go and host the women's basketball, you know, championship pregame show. So that was all supposed to be wrapped up into one day. And it was going to be like a cool event that we all had. 
and now we don't have it anymore. And then obviously going on from there, we were talking about the battle for the eighth seed in the playoffs. We were going to obviously we're going to have countdowns on Fridays and Sundays every single week. We're probably going to end up going back to LA a lot more because we know it's going to come down to Lakers Clippers, you know, and then figuring out who is going to win the West or whatever. So I knew that I was going to be on the road half the time, all the way through June. We always have the um, Eastern Conference, so yeah. we would be traveling back and forth to wherever those two teams would be. So now it's just kind of like, will we even have the rest of the NBA season? You know what I mean? Is the first time that I travel again going to be college football? And does that happen, you know, the first week or no? Do they have to get it pushed back? So, yeah, you're right. It's one of my busiest times. There's two really busy times. It's right um, before Christmas when we're getting into our championship mm-hmm. um national championship series and all the playoffs and all that stuff. And when that's mixing with NBA and then kind of when women's basketball is crossing over with playoffs and finals. It's just crazy. And I know you're a road warrior. I mean, you're telling us right now, you're supposed to be Atlanta, New York, LA. I'm assuming you've got all your miles with Delta. As you said, you were at the Delta (laughs) desk. I have heard little birdies have told me that the next step when everything calms down so you can rest easy, Mm -hmm. I think and I don't know if you've already mm-hmm. hit your status for 2021, but I think they're going to roll over everybody's status from 2020 mm-hmm. to 2021. You know, it's so funny you say that because I literally thought about it. I was like, I don't wonder if Delta is going to give us some sky miles because I was like counting up the number of trips I'm probably going to miss now. And I mean, we're talking like 10 at this point. Oh, yeah. And that's if we just if we're just missing a month or whatever, like the end of March. So that's good to hear. I think. Don't hold me to it, but that's my inside hey, source. I would okay? still call them. I would just call and be like, hey, guys, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you mentioned the NBA, though. I mean, really, the NBA was the epicenter of American sports with the coronavirus and Rudy Gobert got hit. Yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell, Doris Burke. And it, it's expanded um, and really kind of ravaged the NBA. Everybody took a step back. I mean, I think the famous clip of Mark Cuban seeing that the season was going to be suspended while he was sitting courtside, that's really when the reality set in and what will it look like i watched on your twitter you had a video of you and adrian rodronowski talking about what will it look like what is the nba doing in order to move forward obviously they want to figure out how they can continue with the playoffs what will they do will they go to las vegas that's kind of the rumblings right now take over a casino work in a ballroom I'm sure you don't know anything that we wouldn't know. Everybody seems to be on the same information pipeline. Do you think it's going to resume? Will it be a very shortened end of the regular season, shortened playoffs? What's this going to look like? I mean, it's just there's so many questions to be answered. Yeah, I think everything would have to be truncated. But, you know, one thing that I really took away from what Woj was saying in that piece was – that, you know, the commissioner doesn't necessarily want to jump right into playoffs. And a lot of us have thought, well, yeah, you just jump into the playoffs, like seed it as it is and just keep it moving. But he would rather have more regular season games before you enter into that playoff um, race because you want to have a warm up to it. You know, you want the players to get back out on the court. You don't want them to have to feel like they have to be in playoff shape immediately. Um, so that's something to think about. I, I I toy with the idea of, okay, so does that mean these are five game series instead of seven game mm-hmm. series? Like, is that another way to take some time or, or get time back from the season lost? 
And I think that all of those things are possible. And I personally do like the idea of just taking it to Vegas or making it centralized because essentially what that would do is that is that helps ESPN with having one setup, you know what I mean? And not having to travel back and forth and get camera crews and whatnot. And then the biggest thing for the NBA right now is those television rights and making sure that the games are on TV. So Absolutely. it's not about the ticket sales, you know, that they would have in their arenas. It's about getting on TV, the advertising dollars, um, and making sure that that circle of financial life continues to grow and go. So I, I still have faith that it will happen. I do believe it'll be unlike any other season that we've ever had before. And then I wonder what that means if you have a champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that just the season that we all just put an asterisk by? Like, yeah, well, they want it, but whatever. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. You think about so. other sports like strike shortened seasons in baseball mm-hmm. and football. I mean, obviously, this is completely different than that because nobody has any control over it. But you know, my question is this: and first off, if it is in Vegas, that's awesome for you. You've got a lot of pull at ESPN. You should say like you want it to be at Baja Mar or something. Like, come on, right. guys, let's <laughs> let's, exactly. let's 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 do let's something that be really hot. Let's do something. Weird. Let's think outside the box. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we want people to tune in on TV. You might as well get a little Bahamian sunshine down there as well. But um. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were to go to Vegas, right, and and when that is, who knows? I was talking to Taylor Twelman about this. We had Taylor on the podcast um, last Mm -hmm. week, and he's sitting there going, okay, so if you were to bring the players out, can they not see their families? I mean, because you have mm. such, you have to you have to control the environment as much as you can. Are they going to get tested twice a week? Are they going to get tested three times a week? Like they have to make sure mm. that the cases do not run rampant. And then, are they going to have to be away from their wives and kids or whatever for a set amount of time? Because you can't just mm-hmm. have these guys seeing more people. We've all seen what happens with the spread. So, who yep. knows? It is absolutely insane. I think that makes the most sense, though. And you're you're right. And there's probably a reason why. That's picked up the most momentum as to how an NBA season will finish. Um, you know, my opinion, Maria, I don't think it really matter. I think people would be glued to the NBA You're right. if they did throw yeah. it into a casino, do a ballroom, kind of mm-hmm. have those round-robin setups, and just let us watch it. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. People are dying People would be so hungry. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'd be so hungry for it. We probably have the best ratings that we had. In a season, honestly, where NBA ratings have been down, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, the comeback of the NBA would just, it would blow up. And it would probably be some of the best ratings we've had in years post-coronavirus because of that. And it still would be something that we've never seen before, but it would be well worth that wait, I think, and that build up to see them back on the court again. No question. Absolutely no question. And, um, you know, speaking of that, after this, I mean, the NBA draft would be next in line for you. Unfortunately, March mm-hmm. Madness did not happen. NCAA steps in and says nothing through the College World Series. So winter sports didn't get to play their championships mm-hmm. and spring sports essentially just wiped out for 2020. What's your take on that? I mean, it's such a bummer we didn't get March Madness. Do you have any thoughts as no. to how that's going to affect the NBA draft at all? Yeah, I mean, usually what we're able to see is stock rise in an NCAA tournament. I mean, we've seen it over and over again with players. And it's just unfortunate that they don't get to play in the NCAA tournament. And then obviously I think the effect it does have on the draft and not only just playing in the tournament, but the scouts being able to get workouts with players and being able to interview players and spend time with players. Organizations are going to have the same amount of time that they're used to having before a draft. And so that's going to be unique too. Now, leading up to this, a lot of um, people have said like, well, the, the draft's not very deep and, 
it's not the same as, you know, Zion and RJ Barrett and everyone, you know, from a season ago, but at the same time, we're all going to be watching this draft again. And we're going to have to like, remember who all these players are. We will have been apart from them. And a lot of times, you know, we see players make their names in the NCAA tournament. And we're just not going to see that at all. Um, but I know that there's players too on the women's side. When I thought about Sabrina Inescu, who came back for her senior season just to play for that national championship, you know, every year had chipped away Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, and now she wanted to win a championship. And just to have that stripped, like I couldn't imagine that. And you know, Drew, you played in college. Like, just imagine an entire season being take, oh. taken away. Imagine being a baseball player right now. It's just like, yeah, no, we're good. And you'd have to decide if you want to come back for another year. And then what does that do to the freshman class that was coming in who thought maybe they were going to play or just how it, it just changes everything probably for the next four years. You know what I mean? It is. It's so the, the web is so wide. You talk about from seniors down to freshmen, NBA and professional mm-hmm. sports, TV rights, advertising dollars. I mean, even think about the vendors, the stadiums. I mean, mm-hmm. those are all yep. paid deals, food. Think about all the beer. I mean, literally, I was talking to somebody who works mm-hmm. for Anheuser-Busch, $2 billion in beer, I think just in America, is expired, wow. wasted. I mean, you can't even use it, which wow, is just it's gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was supposed to be shipped out and consumed. Obviously, that's not happening. Um, how it's going to look moving forward, who knows? But the biggest question right now, and were you going to work, sorry to kind of be all over the place, but no, were, you, were you doing any NFL draft stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do some NFL draft stuff. Definitely NBA draft again. So it's just insane. So now they're going virtual draft. I'm I'm sure everybody's. I had Brett Jeffries on yesterday. He works in corporate partnerships and marketing for the Dallas Cowboys. And I was asking him. You know, Mm -hmm. every NFL franchise has these massive draft parties, and they sell huge Mm -hmm. marketing dollars and advertisements to him. He's like, Yeah, I mean, we had to scratch it. Though that's been canceled. We were expecting Mm -hmm. twenty five, thirty thousand people there. No longer happening. So the virtual mm-hmm. aspect will be interesting because obviously that was supposed to be in Las Vegas too. But the NFL is going on business as usual, which I think, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, is the right move right now. Just let everybody right. else worry about the stuff that they can control, like the medical professionals, mm-hmm. and we'll make those decisions when we have to. But you know, we have to talk about college football, Maria. It's such a big yeah. part of everybody's <laughs> life. Is it going to happen? I, I know it's five months away. Seems like decisions are going to have to be made late May, early June. I mean, that's the lifeblood of the South. If we don't have college football, self-quarantine is going to be the least of our worries. Right. I think I do one. I think it's going to happen. I think we will have college football. One, because I think we're going to be able to take keys from the NFL. And I don't imagine a world in which the NFL season doesn't happen. I think maybe it, it might look like, okay, say we're testing players, we're testing coaches, we're testing, you know, athletic trainers and everyone that's going to be around. And maybe the season is shortened and it's delayed because right at the biggest fear is if Ohio state says no kids can be on campus until July, you know, they're canceling the first session of summer, then that means the, the players can't work out. And remember acclimation period, yeah. everything that goes into making sure it's safe for the player to start playing, you know, the high intensity game of college football that they're going to play. And so that's, I think, the biggest concern or something that is going to be run into. So it might not be the spread of the virus so much as by the time we get to college football season starting, like when could they get back into their practice facility? You know, when could they get back around their trainers? When could they get back to rehab and all of those things? So I do think it'll be delayed if maybe that means we don't see college football in September. 
what if the first game's in October? What if we have an eight game? Maybe you only play your conference game. Yeah. You know, I'm not really sure what that looks like, but I do see something like that happening. Yeah, it seems like to me, I mean, based on the research that I've done, Maria, what would make the most sense, mm-hmm. and again, you'd have to get past that, hey, nobody's allowed on campus until, until June or July. Mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. NCAA would lift a lot of the restrictions that don't allow coaches to work with players during the summer mm-hmm. months and say, hey, you know what? Right. Here's 15 opportunities to get that acclimation period in. Maybe you get a two-week break, and then you guys can rejoin mm-hmm. with your 105 roster for a true 30-day summer camp before the first game if that were to happen whether it be September or October but but I agree I mean football is best positioned to continue based on where we're at right now I don't take anything away mm-hmm. from baseball how is spring training going to resume how's the beginning of the season mm-hmm. going to happen who knows basketball obviously we've been talking about the playoffs and the NBA finals no March Madness golf is on hold major championships are getting canceled left and right it's unbelievable that this happened when it did, when football was not being taken place. Because if this had happened mm-hmm. during the NFL playoffs, I mean, could you mm-hmm. even you imagine? imagine? <laughs> I mean, if you said no Super Bowl, really it's crazy. I don't imagine it stopping. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, I, don't, I just don't think it would stop. I don't believe. That's why I keep saying, I'm like, well, there's no way we're not going to have NFL, the NFL playing. I agree like, They're going to find a way. <laughs> there might not be any fans in the stadium. You know what I mean? But yes. they will find a way. No, I, kind I, of- I 100% agree with you. And it's just wild to think about what has happened, how fast it has happened. I mean, we're only in day 22 without sports, and it feels like it has been legitimately three years. One, because we're all in it together. And two, nobody has anywhere to go. So it really um, – it just sucks. There's no other way <laughs> – around it it's not fun (laughs) at all um and and i love talking to you about it because you do have such a unique perspective you're on the front lines of bringing us sports every single day every single week so i really appreciate your expertise in that regard before i let you go though i gotta ask you a couple Mm -hmm. of questions i've been asking a lot of my guests in the quarantine chronicles a couple of questions Uh i don't know if you know who tim ferris is i love tim ferris Yeah. yeah he's got an awesome podcast great author and he gets to interview a lot of high performers so when I have a high performer on my podcast, like yourself, I hijack some of his questions and I throw them on to you. Again, Maria has no idea I'm going to ask these questions, but here we go. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, so in the last three years, what belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Ooh, okay, so every morning I wake up and try to do – I have this, something called the Christian Planner. So if you guys get on Instagram, it showed up in my feed at some point. And now it's like saved my life, but I plan out my whole day, if not hour by hour close to it. And I still do it during quarantine time. Yeah. I'm trying to like create a little bit of a schedule, but it's kind of just like ease some anxieties or like worries about whether or not I'm going to get work done or whatever. And it also has spaces for just notes or literally like I'll flip it over and I'll be writing down some notes about Rudy Gobert or whatever. And then I have my calendar and then I have like the months laid out so I can see what's coming up at me. And then like, like this interview with you, I wrote down in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's called the Christian planner. Christian planner. I'm going to look into that. I like that. I'm a big pen to paper guy. I would assume you are as well. I mean, I've got it in my car. Yeah. I got them everywhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? Mm Mm-hmm. Call my mom. I like that. That's a great answer. <laughs> I definitely call mom. Like she knows everything that's going on. And she usually puts it in perspective immediately. 
it's almost like, well, you're just, it's just sports. You know, like when I first got the MBA job, I started to feel overwhelmed. Like, well, what if I'm not good enough? Or what if I don't know enough about the NBA and like the fans can be right through me. And she's like, it's sport. This is what you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't even put all that extra stuff into it. You're adding, you're telling yourself stories, like stop making up stories and just go do the job. And so she always kind of brings me back centered with, um, those kind of, it's real quick and it's fast and it's still loving, but it's just like a reminder that everything's okay. Moms know best. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. What is your, uh, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, favorite movie. I have so many. Um, okay. Under the Tuscan sun is my newer favorite because I just got this house in Atlanta. And so literally going through a remodel right now. And it's about this lady who like just moves to Italy and starts redoing a house and every day something goes wrong. And I feel like every day I'm like, Oh no, there's a bug here. Or like, Oh, now I got to fix that. And then at the end, it's like this beautiful, there's a wedding at her house and all this stuff. So I'm loving that. Remember the Titans is like my favorite Great sports pick. movie because I absolutely love it. Friday night lights is a really good one too. Um, I love avatar. That's like my sci-fi super movie. And then Titanic is like my romantic coming of age. You know, we were like middle school when it yeah, came out or yeah. I was in middle school when it came out. So that was like the big epic film for me. That's a fantastic answer. I watched Friday night lights the other night and the state championship uh-huh. halftime locker room speech. Like, I mean, I'm just like, this so is, good. this is unbelievable. Billy Bob Thornton. Also, I mean, chills them just losing what about them just losing I at know. the end it's like yeah like sometimes you lose <laughs> oh and when billy bob thornton's like you know what i'm proud of every single one of you guys look to your right mm-hmm. look to your left i'm like this is awesome i mean it just like it mm-hmm. makes you just want to get up and get after it uh what do you right. think of when you hear the word successful Ooh, i think of people who are proud of who they are um and proud of the people that are around them And I don't necessarily think of money at all, but it's just like a happiness that exudes from someone. I'm like, you can tell when someone's like, they, they, they must be successful. I don't know anything about them, but like the way they move or they might smile or engage with someone, it's just like, they're content. And there's like, if you can find joy and be happy with where you are in life and what you're doing in life, then more power to you. Cause a lot of people don't have that. I love that. Amen. And then last question, Maria, what's the best advice you ever received? I got it from Robin Roberts when I was first working at the SEC Network, and she told me, listen, I don't know if you really want to work there or be there, but every day that you show up to do your job, make sure that everyone that's there believes that you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Like, this is the only place you would want to be because the world, like our sports industry is very small, and you could have one bad encounter. You could have one day that could set wheels in motion for just bad things happening over and over, or you could have one good encounter while you were having a bad day. You know what I mean? And then that person says, you know what, if I get an opportunity to promote her or, or tell someone else that she does great with this or whatever, it just pays everything forward. So it was really just about attitude and having a consistently positive attitude all the time. I mean, that's perfect. That is absolutely sage advice. And I think anybody can take that and run with it, regardless of what industry you're working in. Maria Taylor, you are a true professional at Maria Taylor on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for your time during the quarantine chronicles. And hey, listen, if you are that bored that you ever wanted to just come waste 30 minutes again, shoot me a text and we'll get you right back on here. I will. Thanks for the time, Drew. Awesome, Maria. Have a good one. Thank you.
What can I say? Just an awesome interview with Maria Taylor from ESPN. Huge thanks to her for joining us. Again, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, at Maria Taylor. I think we just about touched on everything. It's truly amazing just to think about how much she had on her plate starting in L.A., covering the Lakers and the Clippers, getting ready for the really finishing stretch of the NBA season, NCAA Women's College Basketball Tournament, NFL Draft, Georgia Spring Game, NBA Draft, NBA Playoffs, NBA Finals, none of that probably going to happen in the timely manner. As it was expected, this quarantine is is really unique period in sports history, and that's why we're doing the Quarantine Chronicles right here on Punt and Pass. I'm going to continue to bring you awesome guests and break down what they're doing, how they're navigating this self-isolation period. I think Maria might have been the best one yet. She is just fantastic to talk to, and again, a huge thanks to her for joining us. I hope you are all staying as safe as possible, practicing social distancing, and I really continue to thank you for your support of what I'm trying to do here on Punt and Pass, the pandemic podcast, the Quarantine Chronicles, trying to just bring a different viewpoint of what all is going on, give you guys an opportunity to hear from some different people, and just take your mind off things. Even if we are talking about it, I think it's helpful to kind of touch on people from all different walks of life and hear how they're doing with what all is going on. On. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass. Follow me at Drew Butler, and we will be back with yet another rendition of the Quarantine Chronicles. Thanks so much. See you.